Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show, episode 65. And with me tonight, very special guest, a comedian from New York who I'm a super fan of, and a guy who's kind of one of the, one of my favorite people on Vine who I think is doing it right, Mr. Bill Steitler. Bill, you there? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? How are you, Dan? Good. This is cool. Like, I don't do this too often, where a lot of the people I have on the show, I think just by the nature of it being easy, are kind of my friends. And in your case, I was like, fuck it. Like, here's a guy who I really admire, who's doing something cool. I'll shoot you a note. You wrote me back, and, and I appreciate you coming on. You're, you're really embodying that hashtag YOLO thing, dude, and that's why you probably are drawn to my vines, you know? I really am. I think in this, uh, we're living in a post-YOLO world right now. There and you go. You need to YOLO every, I do my best to YOLO every there you day. Go. There's a, there's a, I live in California, and there's a YOLO county, which is an actual county, and it's not YOLO like, you know, after Drake or whoever made that popular. It, it's just YOLO. I think it's like a, a Native NorCal? American. NorCal? In NorCal, yes, sir. We talking east, west, central? Where's the location Nor- of that county? NorCal. Well, I think Yolo, Yolo County is like uh, northwest. Is, is like all is like Redwood area? Yeah, maybe. I should have looked that up. <laughs> I'll pull up a map. Yeah, let's uh, we'll pause <laughs> pause the show, look it up on Google Maps. But no, yeah. So no, I, I appreciate it, and and like I said, it's it's funny because I think you seem like such a nice guy too, which you probably either love getting told or hate. Like I, I get that it too. Like a lot of people think I'm a nice guy and I sort of relish in that, that, yeah, you know what? I am a nice guy. So there. Yeah. I'm a nice guy. Good parents. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. My parents are cool too. So, okay. Anyways. But yeah. I wanted to ask you about Vine though. So you're blowing up, dude. Like I feel like I started following you a couple months ago and you had few hundred followers i checked today dude you have like thirty thousand. so congrats on that yeah thank you well deserved too i think people are finally getting into the the weird stuff a little bit i don't know i know you're right i think like it, it took a while for twitter to kind of like right now i feel like everything on twitter is weird like all the comedy on twitter is this weird abstract sort of i don't know goofy shit that people are digging and and you're really bringing it to vine it's weird but it's funny so how did you come up with the idea to start making these little videos because to me that's really where you've hit your stride um okay. basically i have a tiny queen's apartment in new york city and no one to film my vines and i was just like i was getting <laughs> frustrated a little bit and i was like well what what if i just kind of pre-recorded them and then i could kind of edit them a little bit and uh and then just film it right off the screen and uh and then i just was like like, well, I could just tonally, I can make them totally different than what anybody else is doing. I can add like all kinds of stuff that like makes it look interesting. And, uh, and then at the, and then I wound up like just getting even crazier ideas. And I was like, what if I just started like animating them in a way? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then that's when I kind of like developed, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Tom goes to the mayor. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, they, I remember hearing an interview with them and they're like, well, it's just kind of an easy way to animate things. You kind of just take a still of yourself, kind of put it in there and it's kind of effective and, and, uh, it works and it kind of translated nicely to vine like six seconds. And it's not, it didn't take me that long. It doesn't take me that long to make them. So no, I mean, and they're, they're funny. So it's funny you say Tom goes to the mayor. Like I'm a huge, uh, Tim and Eric fan and, and not a lot of people uh, dig that show, but it's, it's hilarious. 
Um, yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, okay. So so you make these things, and there. And for anyone that doesn't know, that doesn't follow you on Vine, I mean, they definitely should. I, I've I've liked Vine from the beginning, and I kind of feel like it started off like most social networks of, you know, people taking of them their friends, and just kind of stupid lifestyle stuff. But to me, it's almost become a channel of itself. And sure, you choose the people to follow as AKA almost like a show, like. You're in, you're in essence a show on there, and when there's a new episode from you, I'm like, oh, I'm pumped to see what this is. There's a few people on there that I feel that way, and then there's kind of these Vine famous people, which kind of annoy me a little bit, but you know, everyone's just doing their thing to sure to get. Followers. Yeah, I mean, the demographics of Vine are, you know, it's like five to fourteen. That's where like a lot of the users are. So yeah, sometimes kind of like if if I do a Vine about Frasier. It's not really hitting with these uh, tweens. No. Got to talk about, um, I don't know. One Direction. Rap. Right. <laughs> I, I think you need to do I a Frasier Vine. One Direction Vine, and uh, they still kind of didn't really get it because it's also about Tiger Beat. And yeah. I don't think that uh, tweens are really reading Tiger Beat. No, see, that's that's the other thing about your vines. Like, I, I can't help but feel exactly Tiger Beat is something that when, when we you and I were tweens that we kind of i don't even is that magazine even still around it's still popping yeah well tiger beat should have picked that up (laughs) but uh you know i don't i don't it has nowhere near the relevance it did you know but you know uh 12 years ago right well does any magazine nowadays i guess men's health is holding steady oh yeah i hear that like i i don't know i guess i hear that like the new yorker I don't know, man. I, I can't really speak to magazines, but I, mean, I grew. I was like an only child, so I read. A, I always was like reading magazines. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. A lot of my vines they have like magazine references in there. Yeah, just kind of like you kill a time. You can kill an hour reading a magazine. Uh, listen, it's something about feeling it in your hands too, and you know, you in the bathroom you read it. I mean, it's, you know, on the subway, I'm sure you read a magazine now and again. Sure. You're right. You do that a lot. I love those vines of yours where you, like you said, you you sort of transcode your face on the cover of a magazine or, or something like that. Those are those are good. It stuff. makes an, it makes a nice uh, like last second or something. You know, kind of like a surprise or something. I don't know. Totally, totally. So now now you have a lot of followers, and which I think like anybody who's sort of in social media or making stuff like I have this dumb little podcast. You know, a few hundred people listen to it. If 30,000 people were listening to it, all of a sudden, I'd, and of course, I guess that's everyone's goal who tries to make something. How do you feel it's different now? Do you feel more pressure? Are you more worried? Are you more inclined to like not post a weird Doritos post as you may have, or a Frasier post as you might have before? Like, what's your process sure. now? Uh, part of me is like I'm not getting anywhere. I like, I'm not getting as weird as I used to. I'm still like getting weird, like, if you go a couple back, I did one called The Kangle Kid, which is about a cowboy that only wears kangles. And I'm pretty sure no one knows <laughs> what the hell I'm talking about. I remember that. But, you know, but like vines like that, like if I were like, I'm, I'm so aware that like if I were to watch vines, like a vine like that would be like my favorite one, like the like really weird ones. That's what you need but to so do. I, so I'm not, I'm not really holding back, I don't think. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, but I do want people to like really like them. And I don't know. Right. Isn't that the thing? Like you put these things out there. Of course you want someone to like it. Like, 
I do right. these. I do the show. I want people to laugh and, and and think it's funny and enjoy it and, and share it. But I think you, what you need to do it's like what people say about movies, like one for me and then one for the public. So you do sure. your. I think Patton Oswalt said that about his stand-up comedy. He's like, I do one for me and one for them. That's kind of that. That's always kind of stuck with me, and uh, and uh, and that, I think that's the approach I'm going to take with these vines. It's kind of like, and that, but the the one for them is you know still like one for me. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Sure. So uh, just don't start doing dogs and cats. Like, I think that's the other thing that's dominating Vine Ooh. is dog and cat vines. There's a lot of, uh, I, I mean, a lot of people just found this, the Vine formula, you know what I mean? Babies, dogs, cats, kids. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, in, there's still a lot, like, there's still, like, creative dog vines being done. I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 there are. I, I have, my dog is, is a bastard, and he jumped in the clothes hamper the other day pulled out my all my wife's underwear and like mm. ate ate them like ate my wife's underwear and i really wanted to try to get a funny vine around that but then what happens is i start to think like oh forget it like i'm overthinking this this isn't going to be funny and i end up deleting it <laughs> what, what, did, you, did you put it up and it got like what like three likes I'm like oh gosh i was like you know I, I deleted it before i even and then i thought like <laughs> you're not married right Oh, no, no. Single boy. All right. So once you have a wife and you do anything that sort of is about her or her things, I thought to myself, like, is my wife going to be pissed that I made a vine of our dog chewing the crotch out of her panties? Probably. <laughs> Probably. So I pulled them down. So, all right. So other than Vine, though, so you so you live in New York. And yeah. I know you're a stand-up, too. And so this is like... I get like a, like a, a nice arm of, of the rest of your comedy. Like to me, like if I came to New York and I knew you were doing stand up somewhere, like I would totally go and see you. So yeah, Vine. Oh my God, a total gift, man. Because here's the thing about Vine is it's visual. You get to see the person. You get to like totally hear them, and like you kind of get a sense. Like I've met people from Vine that are from Vine and like you just launch into a report because you kind of already know them a little bit. Cause it's not like Twitter where you're reading tweets in your own head. It's like your own <laughs> voice. You know? And so what's happened with Vine is, uh, it brings people at the shows. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Which is, I mean, at my level of, of like just doing stand up like a little under two years, that's just insanity. It's insane. What's it like being a stand-up? I mean, I've I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and you know, I'm I, like I said, I live in upstate. Uh, upstate. I live in Northern California. I, I have a job. Like doing this podcast is sort of just like a a passion of mine and a, and a side project. But my friend's like, hey, so what are you gonna do next? Like a stand-up? Like what's next for you? And I'm like, I, not really. I mean, I don't. I feel like that's like a whole other world and something totally else. Like it's, it's sure, yeah. But for you, what's it like? I what, well, made you, what made you get into it? Well, I came to New York to be an improviser, and I just did not fall in love with it. Mm. Uh, I uh, like didn't really like the scene that much. It was really expensive to pay for all these improv classes. And I was scared of stand-up, but then I did it once, and I just became completely hooked after one session because – it's your own thoughts. It's you have ownership. It's like you you can like you just kind of build your own like persona, and then so what you do is you come to New York, mm -hmm. and if you wherever you start, you start doing open mics. So you'll do that's where anyone can get up. You put your name in a bucket or something. They draw out names at random, and you do like a little bit of time. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then just from that, you do like my first year here, I was doing like one to three of those a night, you know, oh, for damn. a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you just, you go, you, you get just addicted to it. Like it's just, you need to feed the beast and, <laughs> and you're just bouncing from way. club to club. Like, you know, like, all right, Chuckles has open mic at 11 PM. Like we're going there. Sure. Like, you can, well, you can do clubs. I, I didn't really do clubs and if it's, it's in New York. So it's a lot of bars it's some coffee shops, it's restaurants, and that's where a lot of the mics I did. The, the, the clubs, you can do club mics here too. There's plenty of clubs here, but mm-hmm. you can do them. I mean, like there's so many. New York, at any given night, there could be 20 open mics in one night. It's just like, sure. it's crazy how good you can, how much stage time you can get here, even at kind of a lower level. So I did that for, you know, the first year and I'm still, and then from, from open mics, you graduate into getting shows, which is like somebody likes you from an open mic and will put you on their show, which is something that they will produce and get like actual people there. Like a lot of open mics are just attended by uh, stand-up comedians, which is kind of like, yeah, what's that? It's not good. Well, it's kind of dangerous because if you like a, a real crowd is nothing like a crowd full of comedians, you know? Sure. So it's kind of like, uh, it, it can be tough, but you know, it's, you know, it, it I don't know. It's, it's just necessary. You know, n- no real person wants to watch an, op- uh, two hours of an open mic. It's not very <laughs> g- good. <laughs> well, here's, here's what I imagine. Like, you're right. If it's other comedians, they're sitting there arms crossed, like, all right, man, like make me laugh. And even like a normal person might have that same mentality of like, I know this is open mic. I know they kind of suck. So I came here almost to see a train wreck. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, comics are very uh, competitive. This scene's not too too super competitive right now, which is good mm-hmm. for me. I You know, if it was like crazy – competitive and like intense i don't i mean maybe i would have had a rougher time but mm-hmm. but yeah you're right so it's like yeah it is a very judgmental audience and uh but that's good but you also don't want to like be like a comics comic like do comedy that only comedians laugh at sure that's where like these shows come into place like you'll do a bit at like mics for like three weeks since killing and then you go on to a stage in front of real people, and you're like, "Wait, what? You don't get my Roseanne reference? You're like deep right. cuts like that?" Yeah. So not, not to bring up another sitcom as like an example, but you know. No, no, the Rose. You mean the Roseanne reference doesn't hit big with the 16 year old tourists? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like so comics like we've we've watched we've consumed so much comedy, and you know the average person not people don't really go out to see live comedy in the, the United States. There's not really a culture of it. Like in Pittsburgh, no one really did that. I mean, they would go to see movies. There was a culture of that. Maybe maybe a little bit of live theater, but... Is that where you I mean, grew up? Pittsburgh? Comedy club. Yeah, for Pittsburgh. Okay, I should have known that. At one of your vines, you had a Pirates, old school pirate shirt on. That should have yep. been the giveaway. I should have rock it. You know, I try to rock Pittsburgh in the vines and you can kind of, I kind of have a, a tiny bit of an accent you can kind of hear, but yeah. So then just to, just to quickly, um, finish what I was saying. Yeah. So you, you get to do shows and then you get seen that way. And then you kind of like get picked into like bigger shows, paid shows and then showcases and then like festival. It's like this ladder. It's kind of like a ladder. You just got to put your time in and sure. it's exciting. It's fun. 
And it is exciting, man. Well, good for you, man. And yeah, if anyone in the New York area or, or Boston or wherever you may do a show, go see Bill because I, I, I saw, I watched some clips of yours online too. Is that weird too? Like, of course, I wanted to do some research on you and I, I, I was looking around for you and, and you're hilarious. So yeah, please go see Bill. Uh, thank you. Um, what do you have yes. going on? You, you have shows coming up? Anything you want to plug? Just go go to my Twitter page. Uh, I I post all the noteworthy shows on there, and uh, and uh, uh, October the one that people should go to is October first, over the eight in Brooklyn at nine p.m. I co-run with my friend and another hilarious Viner Tony Zara, and this one's gonna be crazy. We have this guy Connor O'Malley on it. Who, if you're on a Vine, you probably really like his stuff, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's it's always a good show, and oh. people. I love and that guy. We've, all, we've always had like Vine people that come out and just hang out, so it's great. That guy's another guy I, I meant to mention too, who I feel like took the formula and that character he does where he's yelling and, you know, pimps or whatever. You know, what I'm, I know you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Hopefully, anyone else listening follows this guy because he's, oh, he's yeah, hilarious. Oh, yeah, that guy's one of too. the best, easily top five. Yeah, he really is. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for the backstory on, on how to be a stand up. It, it sounds to me like that. anything, like, I guess you just got to put in your time and have a passion for it and, and climb that, that stinking to, ladder. In my opinion, you have to be all in. You just have to go and do it all the time. You can't, it can't be like, it can be a hobby, I guess, but if you want to be successful at it, you have to like just give up. You got to move to a big city and just do it all the time. It's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. I'm going, I'm going to after this. I'm going to go tell my wife and my children, listen, I'm done. I'm moving to New York. I just met this guy, Bill. He said I can live with him in his one, a little apartment I said, in Queens. I say you can live with me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You can, uh, yeah, you can pop in here. I guess. You can fill my vines, man. You know, it's funny you say that, too, because that's my problem as well. Like, you see a lot of these vine people, and when somebody's all, like, filmed by X or shot by X, that right. always makes me laugh, too. Like, they're a freaking cinematographer or, a, you know, a DP on a movie. But... I have sure. no one to fill my vines too because I, I work from home. So, you know, it's not often I'm in an office full of my bros or, um, you know, I could ask my wife to shoot something, but I don't think that would be funny at all. That, that, <laughs> that would be the humor of it. Like me trying to be funny in front of my wife and she just being like, no, this, this Frasier yeah, reference. Is like funny. I want to be in my own little tiny room by myself creating my thing. I don't want to be like in front of people. I don't know. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. Well, I won't stop rip or I won't start ripping off your formula, but I need to think of a way I can uh, record vines on my own. You got a Keele Jams as a viner, and I think he posted a YouTube video. You can do this thing called assistive touch on the iPod. I, I'm sorry, on the on the iPhone, and just just look up like Keele Jams assisted touch, because like simply Sylvia and a lot of those guys do this thing where they it's like a t it's really weird. It's really interesting. You should check it out. I will. I will. Okay. All right, man. Well, let's let's do a real treat. You're a total uh, badass, and I mentioned to you to come up with a real treat to bring to the show, and you have one. So, so what do you what do you got? I do have one. Okay, so I don't watch a lot of television. Like, I watch. I'm like, again. It's like kind of watching vines is kind of taking up a lot, sure. a lot of my <laughs> TV time. But but I do love these shows. The only shows I watch on television are shows produced by the discovery channel and show that are set in alaska like so the big three for me are ice road trekkers uh gold rush alaska and uh the show flying wild alaska do you watch any of these shows i don't you don't watch barry and sea gold what's that it's another alaska crazy i don't know if it's on discovery it must not be 
but... oh, deadliest catch too. Deadliest catch too. Sorry. Okay, so I think it's it, they're trying to get gold. It's like I remember that Gold Rush show because you know when you like record something, it like records the first the last 60 seconds of a show. Anyways, it was always that Gold Rush show, and it looked really good. But So the, those shows are your real treat? Oh, my God, yes. Because you got to <laughs> understand, I'm such a city boy. I'm never, ever going to go. Probably never will go to Alaska. No interest whatsoever. Sure. I'm not like a manly man at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sit down, and I watch these shows where it's like there's just these freaking these, – like these men – and they're mining gold and they're like they're like dying fishing for crab it's like it's just it's just the most amazing television man i i would like i would I, pay money to see you sitting down with one of these guys i know exactly the man you're talking about because i'm i'm more like you i mean these fingers are made for punching on a keyboard not you know reeling in <laughs> uh, fish and i would just love to to you to explain one of them a what vine is and B, your your process for making vines while they're like you said, <laughs> dying to get a gold nugget. You know, <laughs> have them watch how my one about like getting frosted tips or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you catch that in sync reference at the end of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, absolutely, man. It's just like I, I, I love. I just these shows are just incredible. I mean. Just like I don't, I don't know where these people sum up the courage. I mean, yeah, I guess I have courage in like different areas, and like I, I take risks elsewhere. But I mean, man, the some of the stuff is just so cool, man. Uh, and uh, it's just great. It's just awesome television. There's this other one that was called Coal. It's just about these coal miners in West Virginia, and I'll I will just watch the entire <laughs> season in two days, and I don't do that to. I don't watch Breaking Bad. I don't watch any of these freaking shows. But like these shows to me are just like they're crack. They're awesome. That's funny. It's it's true what you said though about you have courage in other ways. I mean, could you imagine one of those guys getting on stage and and telling jokes? <laughs> I mean, they would they would rather die. They would rather dig with their hands in the dirt right. than than do that. That's so true. It's it's yeah yeah it's uh, it's really yeah absolutely it's it's really. Getting on stage is, yeah, it's terrifying, and uh, it just, it just, it gets. I guess it's not as scary to me for whatever reason, and but that is scary to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, geez, no doubt. I, I think to me, like, I, it sounds terrifying. I mean, I feel like I could sit down and write four or five minutes of good jokes, but then to get on stage and actually have to deliver them, I mean, I would be sweating bullets. I mean, I would be obviously right. nervous. People would look at me, and and laugh for the wrong reasons, perhaps. Oh, I don't know. I'll do it. <laughs> but it, you know it, that everybody is like that for the first, you know, year. You know, you know what I mean. It's like it takes forever. That's why you have to do it every day, and it takes a long time to get comfortable on stage. And that's why, yeah, stage time is everything. You just got to keep on doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, my real treat is 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 more of an experience that I had the other day. I I had to get a haircut and I usually like I'm kind of a no fuss dude like I'll go to supercuts or I don't know uh, a chain like I really don't care but I my son my my young son got a haircut at a place down the street and my wife said hey go to this place it's a good place they did a good job on Grant is my son's hair so I went in there and the way it was situated was like the the glass in front you couldn't see in it was like one-way glass 
So I like open the door and I walk in and you know, like in a movie when you, the door opens, every barber in there turned and looked at me and it was like a record scratch, like, er. and <laughs> every guy in there was like, speaking of your, the coal and the, uh, fishermen and all those kind of manly men, they were like neck tattoos, finger tattoos. Like, you know, that move that like guys will wear that like huge white t-shirt and then like long jean shorts like these were tough tough looking guys sure and i first my first thought was like what the hell like am i in the right place it was like a hardcore barber shop but it was in like my little suburban area never heard of that i know and so they're like hey you need a haircut like totally no uh bedside manner they weren't like customer service is our, our number one priority like right and there was sports memorabilia everywhere like I'm not a, I like sports uh, casually, but I'm not like one of these guys that sits down and rattles off stats or like bleeds and dies for a team. And I sit down in the chair and this guy's cutting my hair and they're talking to me about sports and I'm trying my best to be like a manly man and, and be cool. And they gave me like the best haircut I've ever had. Right on. Hands down. So my real treat is kind of that, like, you know, the moral of the story, don't judge a book by its cover. Let some crazy gangbanger guy give you a haircut because it was <laughs> fantastic. He used, because I think they're used to giving fades, like working on like kind of like a black dude's hair. So sure. they, they cut my goofy white man hair with all these different brushes and clippers. And I don't know, it was kind of cool. And they did a really I, nice job. I have a sim. I have a similar sort of thing. So I live in Queens. And when I first moved here, uh, I didn't have a barber shop and I was really scared. So it's like I made it. I was like, I'm gonna go to every barber shop within <laughs> within uh, you know walking distance of me. So it's Queens. So it is like the most diverse place on planet Earth. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, and so like one one day I would go to like a uh, like a um, like an, an an Indian barber shop. Sure. And they'd give me like a really like weird hairline. And then <laughs> the next day I would go to. I would go to a uh, like a like a Latino barbershop, and they actually faded my hair, so like into like my sideburns were really light, and then they like it fade. It looked like it faded into my side. It looked really weird. Well, hold on a second. So when you sat down in the chair, did you say just like you know I'll take the house haircut or just give me the usual? I what I would do is because they didn't really speak a lot of English. Is I had a, I had a driver's license. I had a no. I had an ID photo with me with hair, and I just pointed at it. I was like, just give me that. Oh, <laughs> and. Cause it was like, well, I just want to, I just wanted to experience Queens and like, yeah. Cause I, I'm kind of with you. When I was in Pittsburgh, I went to these super cut places too. Right. Because that was kind of what was around. Um, sure. Even though I'm from the city, there's, that's kind of what was around. And and then eventually I found this place with the, with these Greek, Greek guys. And, uh, I've been going there for like two years, but yeah, it was like a really interesting experience to like, I got some bad haircuts out of that. I don't actually recommend that to uh, to your listeners. <laughs> That's an experience, though, and good for you. That's almost like the equivalent of going to a restaurant and just saying, you know what, I'm going to eat it. Every uh, culinary thing, culturally, I don't care. I'm just going to eat it. And, and that, that yeah, takes that's what I did with Queens because, you know, when I was in uh, Pittsburgh, and I, I, we just kind of we just had like kind of I just thought of Asian food as like Asian food. Right, you know what I mean. It's like a very idiot, like an idiot about it. Right. But then I moved to Queens, and then you have like Malaysian restaurants, uh, 
Tibetan restaurants, Nepalese food, uh, Indonesian. Uh, it, it's like all over the map. It's it's really if you love food, it's a, like a really great place to explore. Yeah, you don't go into a, a Nepalese restaurant and ask for orange chicken or beef and broccoli. Yeah, no, they give you they they only like eat this thing called momo, which is this dumpling. And it has like they just eat like dumplings and like a hot sauce. It's really it's strange. Anyways, yeah, but it's Queens is is really great. It's funny that you ended up with a Greek barber because when you said Greek, I thought of the the most famous Greek Greek person I know with amazing hair. Speaking of old shows, you with me on this? Uh, just give me initials. Uncle Jesse from Full House. Tell me you didn't watch Full House. John Stamos, uh, you know. Oh, Stamos. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Greek. Yeah, I thought I thought you said. I thought you said. I thought you said Uncle Jazzy from Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, wait, there's there somebody on Fresh Prince with? I don't know why I thought I, I didn't. Hear, okay, anyway, sorry, Jazzy Jeff. Maybe Jazzy Jeff's Greek. I don't know. Maybe he's Greek. I don't know. Yeah, Stamos, man. He's the he's one of the most famous Greeks. And his hair. He was all. Did you not watch Full House growing up? I don't. We didn't have ABC because we had bunny ears, and for whatever reason, we didn't get the ABC affiliate, which Full House is on. Oh man! But I think I probably watched it in a syndication on other channels. Good. You, you certainly should. He was all about his hair and not touching his hair right. and playing up his Greek heritage. That joke would have worked really well, perhaps, if it, you know. If I if I had no, if I didn't think it was Jazzy Jeff. That's okay. Uncle Jazzy Jeff is, a, is, is good Uncle as well. Uncle Jazzy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, cool, man. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. I, I really yeah. appreciate it. Again, that, follow Bill on Vine. He's hilarious and definitely go see him. If you're in the New York area and, and I'll be, I'm going to catch a plane probably tomorrow. Red eye. I'll be knocking on your apartment and we'll, we'll start our new comedy life together. Yeah, man. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds good. You're like, wait a second. I don't really know this guy very well. He, he better be kidding. Cause if he shows up, he could be some internet weirdo. Can you imagine if you actually did that? Oh my God. <laughs> I, and that's, what's weird about this too. Like, do you get recognized on the street ever by somebody who, who's, who's seen your vines and, is that weird? I mean, have you I met any do. weirdos? It's, it's incredible, man. No, it's gr- are you kidding me? Like, it, it, this is like three three months ago. They would have no idea who I was, and now, right? It's it's insane. No, it's great, and they they, they come to shows, and they've been nothing but nice. And uh, yeah, it's so cool. I can't believe it. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. Well, well deserved. Like I said, you're you're definitely one of the best on there, and, and using the medium for for to me what I think it really should be it's it's not the place to and, and and listen i'm one to talk i do this stupid thing where I, I i what i'll do is i go to my fridge and any food in there i put in a wrap and i eat it and like today i had a <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs wrap and i'm very like they're very they're almost hypnotizing i do the same thing every day um, that's great so that's my I gotta check it out yeah check, <laughs> yeah check it out um anyways you're doing a good job in there man i appreciate it. so Thanks so what's you. your walk-off song I, I know you mentioned it to me on, on skype but yeah what, what should i be playing right now as we as okay we so it's bye. called uh it's called don't uh, don't you worry about a thing by stevie wonder and it's it's and you're gonna play it about like 40 seconds in when it just starts to uh get funky and it's just like the most like beautiful funky uh, early 70s Stevie Wonder song I just I've been listening to it on a loop the past week just walking around New York City nice and it's been making me feel good so yeah I hope you, you'll enjoy it check it out nice I, I can't imagine you can't go wrong with Stevie Wonder I mean the guy is incredible and this is kind of yeah this is kind of like an album cut 
that's not you know I don't I don't know it's not the most popular song but it's just so it's so good Uh, that's good that you said that because I feel like a guy like that he made so many albums he's got so many other songs that didn't just get famous yeah that's that's awesome that you picked a deep cut so it's playing now appreciate it again Bill thanks for coming on it's good to chat with you my friend and I'll I'll check back in you in with you in like you know six months when you have like a million cool man let's do it again vine followers and uh, if I'm ever in the city I'll, I'll hit you up and we can grab a beer Cool. Excellent. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Bill. Take care, man. Thanks, Dan. Right, Bye. Well, there we go. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Bill, for coming on. Uh, a little bit different for the podcast. I feel like um, Eddie's not here. He's on vacation. I should have mentioned that. And I'm sure he'll come back next week with some good stories. going to try to start branching out a little bit more. Certainly not going to stop having my buddies on and, and my funny friends and all that, but... I'm going to take a bit more effort to find funny comedians and interesting people and try to have them on the show more often. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. And like I said, check out Bill's work and the other fellows that he mentioned, um, Tony and, and Connor. And that's about it. So episode 65 of Save It for the Show. We'll be back next week and I'll talk to you then. Oh, I'm not to hear.